welcome to Bangalore Revival Center. Here we dream revival and serve people with love. Today we have Pastor Preji continuing to teach on how our words are a prophecy over our lives and on the importance of our desperation in receiving our healing. Hope this word will build your faith to speak words of life over you. Let's first read a psalm, Psalm 55 verse 1 onwards and then we will go into the story um, which we are all familiar with. Let's read it. 1 2 3 go. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my cry for help. That's it's very obvious that this guy uh, David, the king of Israel, we don't know if he's king at this moment but whenever he's writing this he is going through a lot of trouble he is going through a lot of turmoil like i said before it could be turmoil of any nature it could be physical it could be spiritual it could be relational in this particular story it feels more like a relational issue that you know david is facing because he is crying about betrayals and you know his friends who have forsook him and 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 disconnected from him now he says lord i am now going to cry out to you for help will you please listen to my prayer one of our natural responses to trouble is that we pray a natural response to issues or struggles in life is that we immediately go to god and the issue is that when we don't see god answering our prayer we become impatient and that's when we cry out saying lord you it feels like you're ignoring me it feels like you're not listening to my cry it feels like this is not helping at all have you ever gone through that experience where you've prayed and it doesn't feel like that prayer is doing anything at all and then you're wondering why should i even pray what's the point of praying if at the end of the day god will do what he wants to do god will do his will why should i even pray why should i even cry why should i do anything about this verse 2 he says please listen and answer me for i am overwhelmed by my troubles so every person in this church this morning those that are watching us online if you are feeling overwhelmed by what you're facing then you can come to the feet of Jesus you can come to the presence of god you know earthly resources physical resources there will come a time when there will be a limitation on those resources that you they will not be able to help you beyond a certain point but if you come to Jesus even when you're overwhelmed even when your troubles are overwhelming you even when your issues are overwhelming you and you come to the presence of Jesus you have the access to ask God to listen and to answer you verse 3 he says my enemies they shout at me making loud and wicked threats they bring trouble on me and they angrily hunt me down this is talking about enemies that we may be facing in, in our body you know enemies when when there is a when there is a virus that enters into your body you know there are antibodies that kick into kick kick into action 
and they immediately view this virus that has come into your body as an enemy and they begin to fight this virus they begin to do everything possible to make sure there is a hostile environment for this virus so this virus wouldn't grow in your body it wouldn't infect or it wouldn't affect your body anymore and david he says my enemies they are not just whispering at me they are not making uh, passive efforts to take me down they are shouting they are aggressive in their uh, determination to take me down they are making loud and wicked threats see the problem the serious problem happens when there is words that are spoken by our enemies when our sickness begins to make declarations and decrees over your life when your sickness tells you you have only so much time left when your sickness tell you you will never be able to see again when your sickness tells you you will never have a baby you when when your sickness tells you you can never have a normal child when your sickness tells you there are going to be now limitations that are going to be placed around your life you cannot you know lift heavy weights or you cannot do this you cannot do that you cannot Uh, pick up a job that is stressful all of these limitations that your sickness tends to put upon your life that that becomes those loud and wicked threats that our enemies begin to speak over us and it says they bring trouble on me and they angrily hunt me down verse 4 my heart pounds in my chest the terror of death assaults me can you imagine what what's happening now it's it's it began with you know a feeling of overwhelming because he is overwhelmed the enemy is taking advantage of that and he is speaking wicked and angry threats over him now he's reached a place where he says my heart it pounds in my chest now he is having high bp now he is having a panic attack now he is having anxiety issues now it says it's reached to such a point where the terror of death it assaults me the terror of death the fear of death now i feel like this is it now i feel like this is going to take my life completely see till now i was just thinking okay this is a, this is this is just one problem i need to deal with this problem but now this problem has increased to the point that now this problem is going to take my life i'm feeling so throttled from everywhere i'm feeling so squeezed from everywhere that i i feel that that this is it the terror of death it assaults me verse 5 fear and trembling overwhelm me and i can't stop shaking i don't know if you felt this ever before You know I I want you to get into the shoes of this psalmist what he is experiencing what he is uh, you know uh, what he is feeling and what he is going through the 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 fear uh, that he is experiencing the the reality of his struggles that he is seeing he's saying that I am constantly shaking I'm not able to stay in one place anymore the next verse very powerful he says oh that i had wings like a dove then what would i do is i would fly away and i would find rest and most of us have desired this when we are in trouble i i wish i could just quit this job i wish i could just get out of this marriage 
I wish I could just get out of this, you know, body. I could just kill myself. Get out of this. I, I wish I could just disconnect from my pain. I just want to fly away. I just want to escape from this issue. That's, that's what the psalmist is praying. Oh, that I had wings like a dove. See, so the thing is, this guy is standing at the door of death now because of all the troubles and, and the troubles now beginning to overwhelm him and, that, uh, and, and now adding to that overwhelming factor is the words that are being spoken saying this is never going to work, this is going to end with this, this is going to take your life, this is going to destroy your family, this is going to destroy your children, all those words that are spoken and, and when those words go deep, you know, it becomes, uh, you know, your, your heart begins to uh, pound within your body and then fear and trembling. Then there is all kinds of shaking. Now you're saying, I just want to escape. I just want to get out of this trouble. And he says, verse 7, I would fly far away to the quiet of the wilderness. I will just get away from all of this, all of this chaos and all of these struggles and all of these problems. And I will go to the quiet of the wilderness. Now, let me ask you this. Is this an answer? Is this a solution to my problems? Just because I go away from here to somewhere else. You know, the Israelites, for example, they were constantly troubled day in and day out, right? And they left Egypt and they went into the wilderness. Do you think that they found satisfaction in the wilderness? Just because you get out of your problem doesn't mean that you have the solution. For example, Naomi and her family, they, they had famine in Bethlehem. And so they left Bethlehem and they went to Moab. What happened in Moab? They had death back to back to back. First the father died, then the first son died, then the second son died. And there was destruction back to back. So just because I escape my famine, just because I escape my trouble, just because I escape my environment, doesn't guarantee safety, doesn't guarantee my uh, protection. I need something more than that. And, and this is what he says in verse 16. Let's jump to verse 16 of this uh, same psalm. He says, now I'm not going to think about flying far away. Now I'm going to do something else. Let's read verse 16. It says, but I, in the midst of all of this, what I'll do is I will call on God and the Lord will rescue me. Verse 17, morning, noon, and night, I will cry out in my distress and the Lord, He hears my when I am persistent. See, if you remember, the psalm began at a point where he's feeling unheard. He, he began at a point where he feels like his prayers are not going anywhere. There, there is total silence from God. But then he comes back to that place. He's saying, no, I, I know that I don't have wings like dove to fly away. Plus, I know that that's not my solution. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just cry out to God. I'm going to do this morning and I'm going to do it at noon. And I'm going to do it at night. See, this is a king. A king is very busy with the affairs of the nation. How does he find time to pray morning and noon and at night? Like talk about Daniel, for example, in the Bible. It says he would pray three times. Is that right? Three times a day, he would make sure. To, he was the prime minister. 
there were under the Babylonian king there were 127 provinces or 127 states all the way from India all the way to the Europe you know there were all these provinces and these 127 provinces had governors or chief ministers or whatever Daniel was the prime minister over these 127 provinces can you imagine how much headache that is can you imagine how much work that is one of the reason the king has appointed him is so that the king can chill so he doesn't have to do any work so he can sit in his palace eating grapes and daniel will do all the hard work and still daniel would find time to pray three times a day he would be so persistent he would be so consistent like his usual pattern he would go back to the place of prayer and david says you know what that's what i'm going to do morning noon and night i'm just going to be here i know that sometimes i feel unheard i know that sometimes i i feel like giving up i know that sometimes i feel like flying away i know that sometimes i feel like dying but i'm just going to stay put i'm going to be rooted here i'm going to be stuck to the feet of god and i'm going to make sure that he hears my distress that he hears my prayer you know one such story that we read about in the new testament is the story of this woman that was suffering for 12 long years you know the story right let's let's go ahead and read that first before we understand what uh, we can from this story luke chapter 8 verse 43 onwards it says there a woman in the crowd she had suffered for what how many years 12 years she's been suffering not one or two years but 12 long years she's been struggling and she's been suffering and the bible says that she was suffering with constant bleeding you know that if you if you're losing blood for 12 long years the bible says in the old testament that the life of a person or a life of an animal or a life of a Uh, a human being is in a, in his blood that is why god was very upset about shedding innocent blood because this is a serious offense and and now the bible says that hey her blood was being taken away there was a there was a leak of blood which means that her life she was losing her life for 12 constant years it's not a one stop of you know dying you know it, it was daily death for 12 long years where you're losing your life one step at a time can you imagine how excruciating that is one of the reasons why they would break the bones of of these guys who are uh, crucified is so that you know the the pain wouldn't go into the next day they would just break their bones so that they will die on the same day otherwise they will sometimes stay on the cross for days at a stretch you know crucifixion it's not a not a immediate death it's a painful really long death now here it says that she had been experiencing death for 12 long years do you know how how it feels like to be in that place and it says that she could find no cure which means she did search for it 
which means that she went to doctors i'm sure she also went to black magicians she tried english medicine homeopathic medicine ayurvedic medicine she tried everything that there is in the nation at that point and she found no cure she found no answers she she feels that god has not heard our prayer she feels that doctors cannot help her she feels that nobody around her is practically able to give her a solution and next verse you see the solution that she came up to one day when she saw that there was a crowd you know in luke he doesn't give the detail but if you read matthew chapter 9 and verse 21 you would see that this lady now she is speaking to herself she is giving herself a word you know how david gave himself a word in psalm 55 he said oh that i would be uh, like a dove uh, that i would have wings like doves so i can just fly away and find rest in the same way this woman she is speaking to herself and she is saying if only i could reach out and touch the hem of his garment not everything i don't have to go hug him i don't have to have him pray for me i don't have to do anything if i could just reach out and touch him not even him if i could just reach out and touch his fabric the fabric that he is wearing on himself that's enough to make me whole she began to comfort herself that way she began to console herself she began to speak to herself because now can you imagine for 12 long years she has suffered rejection at the hand of doctors at the hand of her family members you know in in israel if you're bleeding you're not just sick you're unclean you understand the concept in the old testament if you're if the woman is bleeding you they have to stay outside the camp they are they are unclean they are untouchables they are not somebody that you would want to associate with you wouldn't want to call them for weddings or your parties you 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 are socially distanced from them you you keep a distance away from these guys for 12 long years she's been hearing this wicked threat that the enemy has been speaking over her life saying this is it this is going to be the course of your life she's you know come to a place where she now believes it on the inside of her now she had to speak something contrary to what has been spoken to her matthew chapter 9 and verse 21 it's very important we understand this because it's not like somebody came and told her it's i cannot i can imagine if a pastor reached out or a disciple reached out to her and said hey you know what there is a jesus who can heal you if you can go and touch his robe you will be well no nobody encouraged her because nobody would want to be friends with her nobody would want to associate with her but she encouraged herself i don't know who this is for but i i pray that somebody in this church will now begin to encourage yourself from a monday to a saturday don't wait for the pastor to reach out and tell you that oh my 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 son my daughter the lord loves you know you have to speak this over yourself when you don't have the voice of your leader when you don't have the voice of your family members when you don't have that that encouraging instagram post coming up you have to speak to yourself and say no no if i can just touch his robe i know somebody say i know that i will be healed 
I'm not going to wait for Jesus to come and touch me. What she's saying is, if I can just touch his robe, and she's speaking this to herself. No, 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 I, I want you to understand 12 years of rejection. It's not easy to unconvince yourself of all that people have spoken to you. So it, I'm sure that it was a process where she now began to speak this over herself daily. Every morning she would wake up and she would say, if only I could touch his robe. If only I could reach out to Jesus. If only I can just have my hands on his cloth. That's all that it will take. She began to convince herself. She began to speak to herself. She began to encourage herself. She began to preach to herself. She began to prophesy to herself. See, this is not, this is not just an encouragement. This is a prophetic word. What is she saying? I will be healed. She's, she's declaring a prophetic word over her own life. Now in this season, I, I want you to change your prophecies. I want you to change your prophecies. I want you to change your declarations. The reason I'm saying I want you to change your prophecies is because you may not know this or you may not realize this, but every word that comes out of your mouth is a prophecy. Every word that you speak, when you say, oh wait, I think I need medicines for this. I think I need to increase my dosage. I think I need to be admitted for another week or so. I think that I need to uh, to, to do this so that I can come out of this. I think that there is going to be a third wave. I, I, I was intentional to tell you that because, because we are, you, you should understand, everything is a prophecy. Every word. Because the Bible says life and death. Where is life and death? In the power of the government or in the power of the doctors that, that no, in the power of your tongue. Life and death, it resides in what you speak. So come on church, is there a desperate sister in this church that would say, I know I will be healed. I know that I'm coming out of this safe. I know that my marriage is going to be healthy. I know that my business is going to be healthy. I know that my children, they are going to be healthy. I know that my parents, they are not going to die a premature death. I know that this is not going to destroy our life. I know and I know and I know. Is there anybody who is confessing life to yourself? Because, see, the healing came much later. It had to begin with a prophetic word where this woman would now begin to prophesy over herself. And she would say, you know what? I know. All that I need to do is touch his robe. And I know that when I do touch his robe, I will be healed. So in this season, can you just write down all those things that you want God to do for you? And instead of saying, God, why don't you do it for me? Why don't you speak it out and say, God, I know. When I walk into the church, I know this burden will be lifted up. I know that this morning when I read the scripture, there will be light that will flood my spirit and all the confusion will be erased. Do you know that most of our prayers are more like begging God for a solution that he has already given us? Why should God again give you something that he has already given? Why should God do something that he's already done? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making fun of anyone here or, or of your pain. Okay, I'm not 
demeaning the struggle that you go through but i want to speak the truth to you see this woman she is going through 12 years of lifelessness 12 years where life is being stolen from her life is being drained out of her body and and she has the audacity to still believe that i will be healed she's not saying if if jesus is in a good mood or if uh, jesus uh, uh, you know would be impressed by my faith or if jesus it's no way connected to how jesus wants to do this she's just saying i know what i want and i know that when i do this i will get it you know we 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 put it all conditionally right god if it's your will if it's the right time if uh, you know you know how we pray for healing right come on be real with me if it's your time to be if it's your time for me to be healed if it is uh, you know if it is okay if, you know if you see that i will not do anything bad with this will you please no don't 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 work like that in this season in this season you need to prophesy over yourself you cannot let your life be stolen day in and day out see you you don't even have to for a moment doubt whether this is from god or not because the bible is very clear the the thief he comes to kill to steal and to destroy it doesn't matter what all the theology i don't care i know who is the one stealing and i know that i have the authority to get against and and catch this guy in his act and not allow him to steal any more from my body not allow him to steal any more from my finances not allow him to steal any more from my children not allow him to steal any more from my relationships i have the authority now because the words that i speak will now prophesy over my own life the declarations that i make will now prophesy over my own life and she says i know that i will be healed i know that if i touch his robe i will be healed can we go back to luke chapter 9 it says in luke chapter 9 and verse 43 a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding and she could find no cure but coming up behind jesus she didn't come from the front she didn't even want jesus to see her she didn't even want jesus to stop she is coming up behind jesus she touched the fringe of his robe okay it doesn't say she pulled she didn't make a scene jesus wouldn't even know technically speaking because there's a huge crowd right it says that she touched the fringe of his robe and immediately her bleeding stopped immediately her bleeding stopped now i want to i want to explain why this is so powerful okay let's read the next line it says jesus asked them who touched me and everyone denied it and in fact peter was the first one to say master you this is this is not normal why would you expect us to not touch you when there is a whole crowd that is pressing up against you you know i mean like we are your bodyguards we are we are trying to protect you from all these people we will of course press on to you but jesus said come on read that statement with me but jesus said no not 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 like that 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 word deliberately no i want you to scream out loud okay okay 1 2 3 go someone deliberately touched me 
Not, not just like that, not because every Sunday morning I have to come and sing a song, not because whenever I go to church I have to put an offering, not because, oh, it's my routine to every day to read one chapter from the Bible. No, no not, not, not because of a routine or a religious system, but somebody deliberately, intentionally, purposefully reached out and touched me. There was a conversation that went behind this touch. There was a purpose. There was an active working hard towards this touch. And now that I have, now that this person deliberately touched me, I could feel that healing power went out from me, go out from me. I'll, I'll tell you why this is so crazy, okay? The Greek word, okay, for the word touched that is used here. It is a word called haptomai. Haptomai. Can I explain what it means in Greek for you? This will freak you out, but I hope that you don't get scandalized. This is, this is the Thayer's definition of the word haptomai. He says, it means to fasten one's self to. What did she do? She touched the fringe of his robe. She didn't pull, like I said, she didn't pull, she didn't put any force, she didn't pressurize Jesus with nothing. What did she do? She only touched the fringe of his garment, right? But now, he, the Bible says, what she, when Jesus looked up, looked back and said, somebody deliberately touched me, what Jesus is saying is, hey, this was no longer just a delicate touch. This was somebody who fastened themselves to me which is to, you know, fasten themselves would mean to tie themselves, to, to cling. You know, the other word is to adhere, to cling to, to me. He, he's saying that somebody reached out, not in an ordinary way, this person was meaning business. This person touched me with, in such a way that, that they actually fastened themselves to me. See, when everybody else sees, when Matthew writes about it, when Luke writes about it, all that they can see is one lady touching the fringe of Jesus' garment. But when Jesus felt the touch, the, the power that Jesus felt of this touch is that of somebody clinging on to him. Somebody who just fastened themselves to him. Somebody who adhered themselves to him. Can I give you the next definition? This is where it, is, is, it gets scandalous. It says, it, it, it is another word for a carnal intercourse or a physical intercourse that you would have. That's the word that is used. The, 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 the word actually means to have a physical intercourse. You know, that's, that's deep. That's not something that you expect to happen in one touch. And what Jesus is saying is, this person that touched me they didn't just, they didn't just, you know, touch like everybody else touched me. All of you guys are touching me because you don't have an option. Because the worship leader is looking at you saying, hey, can you sing? Please sing. You better sing. Your hands are not up. Your hands are not up, you know, and your eyes are not. I mean, we, we, are, we, we, are, we are touching Jesus out of pressure because we are in a community, because we are in a crowd, also because there are cameras pointed at us. <laughs> Extra, extra reasons for, you know, and, but there was this one person. See, if you put all three, four, five, 4K cameras on it, they would not be able to catch this. 
but the way that she touched jesus it was so deep it was like she was now one with jesus her heart was so sold out to this man you know in the natural she just touched his robe but her heart was so sold out to this man that it was actually like intimacy it was she was getting into a very intimate relationship with jesus in that place now one of the things that i enjoy doing is to go back and read all the other places where this word is used now it's used uh, as the word touch in matthew mark luke john and in every one of those times where this word is used it's in relation to jesus touching someone else it is never used in relationship to somebody touching jesus see i can understand jesus touching us with love with intimacy with 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 his heart open for us but here was a woman who had such a deep revelation of who this jesus is she had such a deep revelation because now she had been speaking life over herself constantly she had been she had been confessing that no i will be healed no i will come out of this no i will be rescued no i will when i pray morning noon and night when i am consistent when i am persistent i am coming out of it the lord will pull me out of my distress she has been she has been confessing this day in and day out so what what that did is that prepared her for that haptomai encounter where she now would reach out and you know on the outside you may you may think come on what what's so big about you know you, you coming and singing one song what's so big about you praying a prayer what's so big about you putting you know an offering on the outside that was a very small act but but hidden in that small act was a preparation that went behind making that small act an act of surrender an act of intimacy an act of total love and dedication and devotion to the person that she's going to reach out and touch and it is that deliberate touch i'm sure that when she was going through the crowd there were so many people that recognized her and said how dare she come into this crowd how dare she get out of that you know place that is meant only for unclean people how dare she come here you know how dare she reach out and walk among people that are clean many people would have discouraged her in that pursuit but she kept on going till she could find her haptomai moment you know we are not here for playing church we are not here to just say okay god uh wow if it is your will if it is your time if if you if you have any blessings left for me no that's not why we are here this is a month when we take by force the bible says that the the, the kingdom of god it suffereth violence and the violent they take it by force we are, we are not see this lady is not even waiting to ask jesus is it okay if i do this she 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 just said no i know what i want i know this is a, this is god's will for me i understand that my god he's a good god my father he loves me he loves to give me all the good things so i'm just going to be persistent i'm just going to do this i'm going to be intentional about doing this all the way till i reach out and i would touch i would get that hap to my touch see i want you to understand see this lady she was around in the crowd right come on talk to me 
she was in the crowd so like everybody else she would have also rubbed shoulders with jesus she would have she would have definitely touched jesus otherwise also but her haptomai happened after she grew from that place where now it's no longer just you know pressing on to jesus like everybody else now it's a personal deliberate touch where it's an intimate touch where it's a touch that is now not just going to give me a revelation of who he is now it's going to give me a revelation of what he has done in my life where the bible says immediately that bleeding stopped immediately that leak of life in her body that stopped immediately that enemy that was standing by her life constantly threatening to take her down that voice all of a sudden became deaf the the voice got silenced now she was deaf to those voices immediately as soon as she received that encounter so some of us when we come to church we may not necessarily always begin with that encounter but if we just stay persistent long enough if we can pray like david morning and noon and at night i'm just going to stay rooted I, i don't want to fly out in this season and just find some quiet restful places i don't want to go into the wilderness i i've got nothing good kept for me in the wilderness i know that this is where i'm meant to be and this is where i will be rooted in the presence of jesus at his feet is where i'm supposed to be and i'm going to stay here as long as it takes for me to have my hapto my moment and when i have that moment i know that everything is going to change from there on i know that everything my my life is going to change and 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 we have to have that kind of persistence you know jesus shared this particular story in uh, in luke chapter 18 uh, let's read this one day it says uh, in luke chapter 18 verse 1 one day jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up there was a judge in a certain city he said who neither fear god nor cared about people a widow of that city came to him and repeatedly saying give me justice in this dispute with my enemy the judge ignored her for a while but finally he said to himself i don't fear god or care about people but this woman she's driving me crazy i am going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request then the lord said verse 6 learn a lesson from this unjust judge even he rendered a just decision in the end so don't you think god will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him when day and night will he keep putting them off verse 8 i tell you he will grant justice to them suddenly quickly immediately but when the son of man returns how many will he find on the earth who have faith what is jesus definition of people that have faith be persistent not the ones that have you know a sunday morning movement jesus looking for those you you hear the scripture day and night 
night and day day and night crying out to him day and night waiting on him day and night hoping to receive from him day and night hoping to receive an encounter from him that is jesus definition of of those that have faith just because you are a christian doesn't mean you have faith just because you have a christian name or you have a nice christian sticker on your car doesn't mean you are a christian doesn't mean you have faith jesus says are you when the son of man comes back will i find a man a woman a son a daughter who has faith and jesus says it's you 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 and i we got to be like this woman we got to be like this widow who is persistent who is willing to stay there now see this is where we have to understand what god is trying to tell us see if you go to matthew chapter 6 let let me take you to matthew chapter 6 and verse 31 and 32 you know jesus would tell us hey don't worry about these things saying what will we eat what will we drink or what will we wear what is he referring to physical things right saying don't worry about these things because these things even pagans are bothered about these things don't worry about these things verse 32 these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers but your heavenly father knows or already knows all your needs now now jesus is saying you should not be worried about these things okay he's saying don't don't be worried about these things don't don't let these things bother your heart don't let fear and trembling and shaking come into your head because you have a physical issue or because you have a physical limitation because your heavenly father already knows all your needs but you know what happens with so many of us christians we take this as an excuse for our lack of persistence we we take this verse and say okay which means i don't have to pray anymore which means i don't have to ask anymore which means i don't have to seek anymore but the same jesus in the next few verse go to chapter 7 verse 7 and 8 what did jesus say what did jesus say now if you read the context you will see that jesus is also referring to physical blessings physical gifts he says keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone come on read the next line with me for everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds and everyone who knocks the door will be open see what i'm hoping to do this morning is for this kind of faith to be birthed in your spirit for you to know that when you are persistent when you keep on asking when you keep on knocking when you keep on seeking at the right time the door will be open to you should you be worried about these things no should you have fear should you be motivated by fear should you be motivated by lack should you be motivated by by all the things that people are speaking over your life no you cannot be motivated by these physical things but you can you have the access to come to jesus and say lord you've given me the right to ask you and i'm going to ask you morning noon and night like that widow persisted in her request that like that widow persisted in her desire for justice like that widow persisted for healing like this woman that 
that persisted, that remained, that stayed put till she had her haptomy moment, I'm going to stay put. I'm going to stay here till I find my encounter with God. You know, what is so crazy is that nobody had thought that an encounter like this can heal them. But this woman, see, everybody that came to Jesus, they would say, Jesus, would you touch me? Would you heal me? This was the one woman who didn't take Jesus' permission. She didn't engage in a conversation. The conversation happened after she got healed. Not before she got healed. Okay? The conversation happened later. This was the first woman who set, who paved a way for healing to flow from Jesus without Jesus actually releasing it to her. Guess what happened? Do you know that she became a trendsetter? Let me, let, me, let me give you this verse. This is Matthew. Matthew chapter 9 is when this happens, right? Let's go to Matthew chapter 14 and verse 36. The Bible says, They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. So, Guess what happened? How did this happen initially? In Matthew chapter 9, one woman, she reached out and she touched. She had a haptomy encounter with Jesus, right? And now she received healing from Jesus without even a conversation. Now, an entire city, she, Jesus crossed the river sea and gone to the other side. It says the entire city, they brought all the sick to him. And what did Jesus do? He just sat what did these guys do? They just brought their sick and they will just come and touch the edge of his robe and go off. That's it. That's all that they needed. This woman's encounter with Jesus now became a pathway for so many else to be healed. Can it be, can it be that your miracle will make a highway for someone else to now freely travel? See, I want you to understand this, okay? This woman, for this woman, it took her 12 years to reach this place. It took her, it, it was a process how she reached this place of encounter with Jesus. But there were so many else who now heard about her story, who now heard about her encounter with the healing power of Jesus. Now for them, they don't have to wait. They don't have to stand and reason and figure out and pray and nothing. They just now know a pattern. Wait, this happened to somebody else. Now we're just going to do the same thing. We're just going to request, Jesus, do you have a problem if we touch your robe? No? Okay, so, so you just said, I know you're tired. You've, you've traveled a long way and you've come into this city. Why don't you just sit and we will do the remaining. And, and so many people received healing just by this one method. See, Jesus was never uh, for the idea of repeating the same method. If you see, Jesus would never repeat uh, a healing in the same way. At one point, he would touch. Another point, he would say, go and wash your face in, in the pool and you'll be healed. Another point, he would, uh, he would pick, pick that person up. Another point, he would you know, spit into the mud. He would do different things every single time. You know, one point, Jesus was uh, sleeping on the, on the, on the boat when the storm came and he spoke to the storm. And at the time, he didn't calm the storm. He just walked on the water and he came. So he would, he would never repeat a same miracle. Never. 
He's never repeated the same miracle. But when it came to the story of this woman, Jesus said, okay, if you have the faith, come. This person's encounter with Jesus, her reaching out and touching intimately the presence of Jesus now became a pathway. Do you know that if you are coming uh, through the jungle, you know, into the other side, it is, it is, it's going to be very hard because you have to find your own trail, right? You, you're going to find your own path. You, you keep your feet someplace and you're like, no, 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 this is not working. This is sinking, this is slipping. I can't do this. I need to find an alternate way. And you finally make a way. And then the next person that comes after you, it's not so hard for them because they already see the trail of your walk. They already see the pathway that you have walked in. And that's what happened to so many people. So can I say this? Can I say that the journey that you're on is not just for yourself. It is for a generation that is going to now follow your example and encounter Jesus in the same way that you encountered Jesus. That your story will become the testimony for thousands of others. That your revelation will become a testimony, will become a revelation for thousands of others. So, so don't be discouraged, child of God. Don't be discouraged because when, you, when you're praying morning and night and night and morning and you don't see answers coming and you don't see revelation, you don't see your healing, you don't see your solution, don't be discouraged because when you do have your haptomy movement, then that will become an open highway for people to come and experience the same grace. Thank you for tuning in for today's sermon. We hope it blessed you. Do visit us at dreamingrevival.com for more information. You're welcome to tune in every Sunday for our live celebration service at 11am at youtube.com slash Pastor God bless you and have a blessed week.